the hope is that it will spark conversation, that it will spark dialogue, that it will provoke thought about what it means and what it looks like to be Black in America. And in the room, we're giving people space to do that. But then we're also looking to incorporate some of that also in the social media space. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries. The Black America is Film Installation Project started with actually Avril and I going back to forming a university to film a lot of our cohorts. And one of our professors who was at the time when we sold it, who was actually chair of the department about our experience at Columbia. And in that process, we talked to all of the, well, not all, but most of the African-American students there. And we started to realize that everyone's story was personal in the sense that it was based off of their backstory, off of their experiences and how they identify. And we started thinking about how would that translate to other people throughout the United States. And we started thinking, well, what is it like and how do people identify, for instance, on the West Coast versus the East Coast? And we thought about the difference in ages, like generations, class, you know, people in the Ozarks and Appalachia versus people same in New York City or Chicago. So we started formulating a whole process of thinking about identity and intersectionality and how people identify and experiences that led them up to, or experiences that formed how they identify. So that was the genesis of the project. So in the project, we explore those themes. We explore how within the African-American community or Black communities throughout the United States, there is no sense of a monolith, like we're not a monolithic communities. We don't think alike. We don't even identify alike. And we also had people who have come to the United States as their immigrants or their first generation. So just taking all of that into consideration, getting to actually talk to people and hear their stories and hear their perspective on different aspects of their identity has been incredibly rewarding. And I know for me, as a director, one of the things that I found during the process of filming was that I found that I expanded as a human being. I expanded as someone who identifies as a Black person in the United States. And that is my whole people world experience the project. I think Gloria did a great job of explaining what the project is. I think it's been a journey of this process of collecting stories has been a journey. It's been rewarding in the sense that there's just so many varied stories. I think, you know, one of the things that interested us about doing this, as Loria mentioned, we started out by interviewing our classmates, but then we also, even among ourselves, we started recalling what our backgrounds were, just Loria and I, and like how we grew up and the differences there and how, and the nuance of 
how those experiences have shaped how we see things as adults. And this is one of those projects that I think it's an interesting conversation. I like to describe Black America is as an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing conversation about what it means to be Black in America, what it means to be Black in this world. Even if if you just take America itself, even just looking at the history of African-Americans in this country, just the very question of how do we identify? What do we call ourselves? Are we Black? Are we African-American? Are we African? Like there's so many ways that people identify. And I think that those identifiers say a lot about who we are as people and about how we see the world. And a lot of that is influenced by how we grew up where we grew up, their stories and their incidents, which is one of the things that Black America is tries to tap into or what are those moments in our lives that have shaped how we see the world, that shape how we see other people. I think this is a really important project, especially now as people, everybody's having conversations about diversity and inclusion. What does that look like? What does that really look like? To go back to that example of Gloria and I, our experience at Columbia, part of what made this project fascinating to us is that that experience at Columbia, I think when we had, what was it, 11, I think, Black students in our class at Columbia University when we were grad students there. And it felt like they, meaning the administration, the professors, wanted all 11 of us to tell a certain story. But we all didn't share that same story that they wanted us to tell. Like we were 11 people with very unique points of view, very different backgrounds, different points of view about the world. And again, like even as we now, we, you know, I work a lot in film and television and there's a lot of talk about diversity and inclusion. And it's always a conversation of what does that look like? And you can't just have one conversation about inclusion. There's a lot of different experiences that come with the Black experience. So there's a lot of nuance there. And I think that's one of the things that we're trying to cross with this project is the nuance behind what it means to be Black in America. How are you using technical filming techniques or documentary techniques to portray that? I'd love to hear a little bit about what the format of the film installation is, and maybe you could just walk us through what to expect. It was important during the filming process that for us, that we were in an intimate environment, and we wanted that level of intimacy with our um, subject. And to accomplish that in talking to the cinematographer, we used a certain color palette. We made sure that we lit well for all different skin tones. We used particular, uh, I think it was like a, a magic, it's, I think it's called like a magic filter that is used for darker skin and tone skin color. That was very important that people were lit very well. It was really interesting because organically it happened that in, in the process of shooting, it was intimate not only in the way that we shot it or how close we were to our subjects, but the environment that we created on set. That was very important to me. And then uh, the way we were selecting to show the project, we still had that same level of intimacy there. So um, it's going to be in a really great studio where we shot some of the footage. And it's going to be interactive, where we're going to have the actual footage will be on a television monitor. We have an, another monitor that's going to be interactive where people can wipe certain things and things put information of like 
we had a problem with the question and did not answer it all with maybe two or three words or a short phrase. And we're also going to have someone selling and taping responses. So if someone comes and they see the exhibit and they watch some of the footage and they're inspired to share their story, we have someone to capture their story. And that's very important because as April mentioned earlier, it is a conversation and it's an ongoing conversation. So we don't want people just to simply cough and do something. We want to have them interact on with their experiences and share what they feel and respond to what they'd see. So we're utilizing technology in that with the interactive screen that we add as well. So because you had mentioned how we're utilizing technology. So that's one way in which we are going to screen. Those were some, I think, intimacy, the meaningful, creating a very safe space is very important and a very interactive space. And that's from shooting the section to shooting the to actually screening it. Or I don't want to say screening because I don't want people to think that they're going to come and sit and watch a film and that's all. But in the way that we're selected to reveal it to or the public that it is coming to see it. Yeah, and I think our hope is that with the footage and with the people that we've chosen who are part of the installation, the hope is that it will spark conversation, that it will spark dialogue, that it will provoke thought about what it means and what it looks like to be Black in America. And in the room, we're giving people space to do that. But then we're also looking to incorporate some of that even also in the social media space. So website, the social media pages, to be able to share some of those stories. And the idea is to be able to collect several stories from all over of people sharing how they identify and some of their experiences as African-Americans, wherever they're located. So the hope is that it's an ongoing conversation that we'll hope that will be facilitated through technology through social media and using those spaces to keep the conversation going. That's so interesting, the interest in really creating a dialogue and a sort of call and response with the audience as well and having it be interactive, especially as we're coming out of COVID. I am sure that people will be so excited to get to have more of an interactive experience with art again. It's really exciting. Both of you have mentioned how the project is ongoing and evolving. What does this look like for you both? And what does the future of Black America is look like? Well, this installation, this current iteration of Black America is, we filmed in the Washington, D.C. and Virginia area. So we filmed in Richmond and in Washington, D.C. But as Loria mentioned earlier, the whole concept behind Black America is, is look at Black people all across the country. So what does it mean to be Black in New York versus Black in California or to grow up in the Ozarks or to grow up in the South? And so the idea is that we'll be able to travel and hopefully be able to do in, interview people in different regions of the country and also to be able to do screenings in those regions as well. And so we hope to be able to travel with Black America Is and be able to gauge what are the differences between each region. And then beyond that, we, we're doing Black America Is, but there are Black people that live beyond these shores of America. So Black in Africa, on other continents. 
in other countries, we hope to be able to expand it that way as well. But the whole idea is to be able to hear from people from all over and understand their experiences from wherever they are. And I think it's really interesting that you're choosing to screen or exhibit the installation in the location where you conducted the interviews and conversations. Could you explain that rationale for us? Because often we're always interested in learning about people in other places, but it seems that you both are kind of interested in showing within a community who's already there and creating like a local personal archive of sorts. And I find that to be really interesting and unique perspective. And I'd love to learn more about that. I think it just made sense for us to come back to the community that helped us to make this project. Again, and going back to the original goal of the project was was to understand the experiences of African-Americans all around the country. Eventually, once we've collected enough, we've talked about possibly combining all of them into one big documentary so you kind of get a taste of each region. Yeah, I think we just really liked the idea. We're intrigued by the idea of celebrating people right where they are. I've experienced a number of times where you make a film, you know, in a particular location and then the film premieres at some far off film festival and everybody's like, how do we get to see it? And you're just like, uh, you can't until it's in distribution or it's on some platform or what have you. And I think for us, it just made sense to go to the community that helped us make it and to go to the community that it's about. We chose that particular area to do that area first. And we wanted to do that. And we actually ended up finding a great partner to do that with the Africana Film Festival. One of the participants in the project, Anjali Moon, invited us to come to Africana Film Festival to show the film there. And it's just a great way to celebrate the people that live there in Virginia and specifically people who are in that community in Richmond. And I think that it's proven to be a good way of galvanizing the community around this particular project because this is who it's about are the people that were there in Richmond. So hopefully we'll get a screening. We're working on trying to get a screening in Washington, D.C. as well because we shot both in in D.C. and in Richmond. So we're still waiting on confirmation of that. It just felt like the perfect place to make its debut being that that's where we shot it and also those were the people whose voices you'll hear in the installation. I also wanted to add that the conversation that we're having is an often a conversation that's had by Black people. And like I said, when we were actually filming and listening to the stories of everyone and, and their experiences, I grew as an individual and I am from the RVA area. I mean, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, originally. So... To build it regionally and show it regionally, I think there is such a connection with the conversations. And a lot of the people that are participants that we interviewed are currently in Richmond, but they're from Ohio and Connecticut and Chicago. Well, not Chicago, but Illinois. So they're from various different parts of the United States and California. There was, yeah, California as well. So it's a very nuanced conversation that is not often had amongst Black people 
So to show it in the region in which we shot it or filmed it, I'd say there's something special about having that community come out and hear the people of the community. The song installation project is going to be Friday, September 16th, Brown Studio in Richmond, Virginia. I'll pay a picture for you to be interactive. We're going to have the art of the artist who owns the studio will be out for people to see. And you see in the background of the film as well. Because we filmed in this video, um, we'll have a young lady by the name of Jalen Brown who will be performing. She's a singer in the beginning. And then we'll have refreshments, wine and refreshments for people. And we have the interaction. We'll have that activated on our interactive monitor where people can actually go up and input their response to questions. And after viewing, the footage within the film that they are so inclined to share a story or give a verbal reaction. We have someone in a separate area who will be filming them as well. So again, it's going to be a very interactive space. So in the best way in which people are watching and taping in the film, they're also having conversations about what they're hearing. And April mentioned earlier that that is one of the most important things about this project is to start that conversation. So that's how we're building out the alternate is to create a space where people want to have that conversation. They want to talk. They want to express and respond to what they're seeing. I just wanted to just mention that, again, to just reiterate that we are looking to expand Black America Is into other territories. And if anyone is interested in helping us do that or just wants to stay abreast of what we're doing at Black America Is and sort of what our next phase of the journey is, uh, they can always follow Loria or myself on social media. I'm at As You Speak, that's A-Z as in zebra, U-S as in Sam, P is in Paul, E-A-K. And they can also follow Loria at About Loria. And both of us are on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Art Is, a podcast for artists. Please leave Art Is, a podcast for artists, a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find us. Also, I would love it if you took a moment to reflect on who in your life might also benefit from listening to this podcast. When you do, please share Art Is, a podcast for artists with them so we can continue to grow the show organically and brainstorm the future of the art world together. You can also support the work I do by subscribing wherever you listen and by donating to the podcast. The link to do so is in the episode description. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks so much and see you next Wednesday.